Good evening. It's the Off Grid Prep Family Podcast. It is. Episode 39. Mm-hmm. Today we have three topics. Number one, apocalypse shopping spree, which I was so excited. This was my episode idea on Canadian Prepper Podcast, and they did it. And I felt like I was finally famous in life, and I had achieved everything that I wanted. <laughs> so we're going to talk about our apocalypse shopping spree. We did. We had a little mini one. We did have a little mini mm-hmm. one. Number two, why do we have two gates on our 30 things to prep list? Mm. It's maybe a little crazy, but it's the way I roll. Number three, where is the best place to put your solar panels? Mm. Those are our topics for the day. Mm-hmm. Would you like to start out with just an intro on the basis of what is an apocalypse shopping list? Well, yeah, we had one by accident. It was uh, two months ago. I don't remember. Maybe Three? six weeks. Maybe. Yeah. It wasn't. It was. Canada had an internet outage. No, that it, depending it on where you lived, also took out ATMs, debit. Where yeah. we were, it was also credit cards. It was basically, it was cash only. Yeah. Your internet probably didn't work. Your cell phone probably didn't work. Mm-hmm. We're on an island, so more things are dependent on internet that maybe other people had higher hardwired. But it was a little bit crazy. It was. It was only a it day. It was immediately, and the feel, the, the vibe. Yeah, so we're, we're on the very, very east coast, so nobody at that point knew what was happening because the rest of the country was still asleep. Mm-hmm. And so we woke up, went to the grocery store. We planned the trip. Like, we only need, I think we, we only go to the grocery store twice a year. And of something course, specialty. It this wasn't, is the time yeah. when we had to go was <laughs> this one day. <laughs> I don't even think we had a flash food arrange. No. It was... Uh, we needed children's ibuprofen. Or, uh, yeah, it was yeah. something weird. And so <laughs> we end up in the store and it's three hours into this nationwide debit credit cell phone internet outage the weirdest part was that so we first we rolled up on the auto parts store to get some oil for our generator uh-huh. nothing serious and they had ad hoc taped up a piece of paper mm-hmm. that they had printed off to say that their debit machines were down yeah cash only and it was obvious. It was like, oh, they just put this up right yeah, now. Yeah, that happens. And Fine. then, I don't know. We went to a couple other places eventually. We, we were going to grab machine. some cash and then go back. Yeah. We pull, We roll into the grocery store and they had freaking signs. Pre-printed posters. printed posters. That they said specifically. Specifically. Internet, debit, and credit is down nationwide cash only please how would they know it was nationwide the rest of the nation hadn't woken up yet how did they have those signs do they really Uh, have that many posters in the back of the small town grocery store so thanks blah blahs if we ever questioned our attempt to break up with the grocery store that was solidified at that point it was it was crystallized it really was that was the day we were like like, nope we're done we're done yeah i'm we will find a way not coming back here i bought a holistic 
children's cough medicine. Yeah, we needed a, a weird, like a children's fever well, no, medicine, but ended, all the Tylenol and Advil and everything. For the, the rest of the com- country, they're just now realizing that Advil and children's fever medicine is out. It's been weeks here. But it's been months. Six it's been months. to eight weeks since we've seen yeah. any here. So if you ever want to know what's going to be out mm-hmm. next, just ask us. Yeah. We have to take a quick break to thank our first sponsor, which today is new, Jace Case, Jace Medical Supplies. They now can prescribe all sorts of antibiotics and everything you might need in every state and every province in Canada. Hmm. So if you need antibiotics for your emergency kit or for travel or whatever, you go to Jace Medical, you can use the link that's on our friends and affiliate page and you get 15 bucks off. And they even send you a paper receipt so that if you have some sort of like uh, insurance coverage that you can get reimbursed. So it's sort of expensive to get a whole bunch of prescriptions for antibiotics of all different kinds all at once, but if you've got coverage, that's even better. Frankly, if you or your child needs antibiotics and you can't get them, I would pay anything. And it's a bit of a steal of a deal. It includes amoxicillin, azrithromycin, Cipro, <laughs> doxycycline, and metroninzadol. You've, sure. had, you've had amoxicillin and Cipro for... Ooh, I have for various odd things. Yeah. But it also includes a book to tell you exactly when to use which thing. Oh, nice. And so if you're in sort of an abnormal condition, it'll tell you when to use one or both of those things for all sorts of things. Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever... Salmonella, Lyme disease, malaria, cholera, uh, I mean, chlamydia, if you find yourself what's in that amibasi- situation. What's amibasis? That I was a weird know. one. Who's to say? It comes with the guide. It comes with all the things. It You have to do like a little online questionnaire and they get mailed to you from a local pharmacy and the case comes from Jace. And uh, it can last up to 20 years if you keep it in a cool, dry environment. So you just had to buy it the once and then you've got it for, I mean, frankly, at that time, at that point, it's my kid's problem <laughs> if these things go bad. So thank you, Jace Medical. Go to the com and click on our friends and affiliate page and 15 bucks off. It's a pretty good deal. That's awesome. So our apocalyptic shopping spree. Yeah started at the point where people started getting really like belligerent and loud in the checkout line and at the w- grocery store and it was the morning this this wasn't it's the, not like the hustle bustle evening crowd in a large city this was the morning this tells you how little food and supplies people have in their homes yes yeah, it was the morning they like had been what, 12 hours without a grocery store tops 9 a.m you don't come maybe to the it was payday but still doesn't matter it was the morning it was a sunny day it was a lovely day actually mm-hmm wasn't too hot. No. You didn't need air conditioning. There was no reason to be all agitated. And it was just, you could sense people's anxiety. Trigger, their anxiety. Yeah. Like they were, they were going to cut you. this is an acute country grocery store, small yeah. town Canada, lots of tourists maybe, but like not maybe, a lot going on here. Maybe a 3,000 person town tops. Yeah. And people were getting pretty obnoxious. Yeah. And by about 8.30, we said, 
We're out of here. Yeah, we got to get out. We didn't even finish our grocery no. trip. We got the, the must have. The bare, bare, bare minimum. But we yeah. did have that moment of, you've got cash in your pocket. We did. And there's no way to know what this is. Mm-hmm. There was no news on it yet because we're on the very, very east coast. Yep. The rest of the country hadn't woken up, no. let alone clued into what no, was happening. We're east of everyone. And we had that moment where we looked at each other and we said, hey, I feel like what should we get? something's going down. What should we get? First thing that came to our mind was meat. And we have Canned meat. Canned meat. Meat. We, we have meat sources. We have protein sources. Yep. We have local sources for meat if we didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. But still, meat shelf stable if you're not off grid we don't think about that anymore because i don't worry about my freezers going out but you should always have most of these bases already covered but still you can never have enough meat yeah and beyond that my second choice was livestock feed and fats because it's hard economically to store enough fats as long as you're not trying, like, you're trying not to eat, like, really disgusting, bad for you, seed oil, bleached fats. We've totally stopped. We have, we have completely cut off of the seed oils. We still store them just in case. Well, we because have. you're, I mean, it's economically unfeasible to store, store that much canola oil and beef tallow. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you've figured, like, unless you yeah. can. Yeah. But we, we have a thing of vegetable oil that we bought. It's just going to sit there in case we need it or There's we a, can trade it. Yeah. 16 liters, like the big um, commercial mm-hmm. one. It'll it'll just sit. It's not going to go bad. It's already bleached. You can store the sort of cheaper fats and have those in your food storage. But as far as storing like the really expensive things that we kind of use on a day-to-day basis, it's really financially tricky to store a year's worth or more. Yeah, it is. And so, if that was our last chip to the grocery store, I would have said meat mm-hmm. and fats. Immediately. Yeah. And yeah. what we did is we just went to the butcher. We did. And we just got meat there. Later that day. We that morning. It was, that yeah, morning, we went and I we just forgot. got a little top of meat. Yeah. The next thing that I would grab on my apocalyptic shopping spree... Um, my thing would be like medicine like you know tylenol infantylenol ibuprofen allergy meds tums stuff mm-hmm. that you can't it's really hard to like come by that as like an herbalist thing mm-hmm. it's probably possible but i'm not there yeah we we have some herbal medications that we use mm-hmm Instead but as far as like going to my garden, yeah, I'm not at that point where I could confidently just go to my garden, smash something up, give it to my aching tooth toddler and be confident that they weren't, I don't know, going to be in pain or have a headache, yeah. or, you know? Yeah, we're definitely not there. I mean, we started from scratch, mm-hmm. so we're not, mm-hmm. we don't have any pre-generational advice. We have like maybe a dozen things outside that grow wild that we know what they are, We've but I'm still not sure about compounding them in like a reliable potency. Yeah. So, meds. Mm-hmm. Also, Jace case full of antibiotics. Mm-hmm. If you're at that point, it's probably too late to order one, so, you know, <laughs> get that get that while you can, just like all these other things. Mm-hmm. Get um, ahead of it. My, the next thing on my list mm-hmm. would probably be a fuel top up. Yeah. We try and keep, you know, propane and gas. How much how much propane and gas 
do we typically store? Well, we have a dozen jerry cans of gas, okay. and we have eight tanks, eight like little barbecue mm -hmm. tanks. Yeah. Uh, on average, we go through two jerry cans a month. Yeah, just on random. On average, sometimes like we'll go all summer without using little, a single little, one. And the little toys, yeah. generator, rototiller, whatever. Yeah, and we do two tanks of propane a month. Mm -hmm. That's our hot water. That's our everything. Our stove, stove barbecue. Water, barbecue. It, it, we actually use very little. We're probably down to one a month in the winter because yeah. we cook with the wood stove. Mm -hmm. And it's just for the hot water for really primarily showers and the dishwasher. Yeah. So those are both things that you could do without yeah. because our wood stove does heat water. It's not enough for us. Like We don't have the necessity to get a commercial delivery Yeah. For from a usage standpoint. However, uh, if I could pick my ideal situation, I would have a propane generator and a very large propane they call mm -hmm. it, I don't know if they still call them a bullet yeah one of those big 700 liter tanks you just get filled up like once or twice a year once a year maybe yeah but even using the small barbecue tanks like it's not a pain in the butt no we're going to town for groceries every couple of months anyway yeah and we fill up with propane mm -hmm. I think we're I think I have four empty tanks right now we try to not get them filled up in the summer if we can help it because yeah. the summer they uh, adulterate them with well, things that don't freeze well. Only at the exchange places. We go to a mm. local hardware who uses, they, they fill the tanks from their own Re Like in tank. front of you. Yeah. yeah. If you go to the exchange places, like if you just exchange a place at one of those locked kiosks in it's front a of a gas grocery station store, or, yeah. they fill them with all kinds of bad stuff that will freeze solid in the winter and make them unusable. Mm -hmm. And it's to save money. I, I try to save money all the time. I get it. But that's, that's one hard. of the things we've learned. So, it's but I would, learn. the reason I would pick a propane setup exclusively, uh, number one, propane didn't spike with the recent inflation costs. So mm -hmm. that means they aren't aware of it. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, propane stores more or less indefinitely like it's a sealed yeah container. you don't have to have like gas additive yeah. or anything yeah well, gas you you can't it seal bends. it it expands yeah. wildly during the heat and i know propane does too but not nearly as much as gas mm -hmm. so i would pick now on the downside a propane generator is from my own experience 30 percent less efficient mm -hmm. than a gas generator but it's cheaper but it is cheaper and it stores better. Yeah. So you're going to compromise yeah. some efficiency. And if you had a propane generator, it's yeah. probably also a natural gas generator. Yeah. And then if it came down to it, you could probably use biogas. You could. Yeah, it would. you, you would be closer to being able to use wood gas mm -hmm. or biofuel, like homemade biofuel, mm -hmm. as opposed to a gasoline generator, which is a very, it's a high, higher power thing. But it is very finicky. Okay. So a fuel top up. Fuel top up. Pick your fuel, pick your medium, pick what you want to okay. use. And yeah, definitely. This top is up. all assuming that like your house is basically stocked. Yeah. If your house is basically stocked, or if it isn't, 500 bucks isn't going far enough. No. And we talked about that. Like if you just don't have a stocked up house and you're just starting on this. <laughs> We talked about maybe just getting a couple of really good steaks 
and, and some whiskey. A, a whole but a whole lot if, of alcohol. If it's the apocalypse and you aren't stocked for several months, you're not gonna outlive. You know what? Just enjoy your last yeah. night. Have it's, a really okay. nice T-bone steak. The good Lord is not gonna judge you for everybody your dies last night. eventually. Yeah. Nobody gets out alive. Yeah. If you don't have that food storage at that point, mm -hmm. just get something to enjoy yourself with. Mm -hmm. Have some fun with the kids. My last Chill. option for and the apocalyptic. Well, well, wait, sorry. Before your last option. Yeah. As, uh, uh, to try and add a positive note to that last thing is the the blowing up Kia concept. Mm -hmm. If your last night is just hopeless, mm -hmm. enjoy it. <laughs> you never know. Mm -hmm. Something really cool that you don't even know about yet. Maybe. Might just come your way. I have thunder rumbling in my ear. So mm. let's take one minute to talk about one year of food. Feed your large family or Meg for one full year. It's available on Kindle, Amazon paperback, or download in our store at offgridprepfamily.com. The paperback ver version is fifteen ninety nine. You can get it for eight bucks and download and print it yourself. But frankly, for the cost of paper, it's probably cheaper. Yeah. Just to get the Amazon one. Basically, most people have no clue how many meals they can cook with their food storage and have never calculated how much they can serve at each meal to stretch their food storage for a full 12 years. But we have a gift for you. Our large family has lived off the grid for over 16 years. We've lived in different homes, an RV, and a boat, and we've lived on islands that are isolated where getting supplies was simply not an option for half of the year. We have had to do the math and figure out how to keep our family fed until that spring garden starts producing. If you're living on a sailboat, running out of food is simply not an option. If people are counting on you to feed them, running out of food is simply not an option. Maybe you're feeling the weight of that on your shoulders, and I am here to help you achieve confidence in your food storage. So one year of food is a solid, precise plan for storing a year's worth of breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks for a large family or a mag. The recipes will serve about eight adult males or a family of 10 to 16, depending on the ages of your children. It includes yearly and monthly meal plans, tips per, for uh, processing and storing all that food, and precise amounts that you can use with confidence at every meal, knowing that you are not going to run out of food before the year is up. You, you've also included a detailed garden plan mm -hmm. and livestock list if you want to grow the majority of your family's food. Yeah, that's helpful. It's, it's all very achievable, yeah. and this is a plan to help you get there one year of food. Check it out on Amazon or find it on our website offgridprepfamily.com in the store. In the store section, yep. Okay, so at the very end of my apocalyptic shopping spree, mm -hmm. I have noted maybe just keep the cash. Mm, because yeah. if you have done what you need to be doing over months and years, you probably don't need anything in that store. Staying in that store any longer than possible is probably putting you and your family at risk. Things get ramped up quickly. Mm -hmm. And just having some small bills and cash on hand might be the most useful thing for you in the future. Yeah, the financial system is not going to... Like the 
debit I'm gonna call credit. it no, financial ideology. Sure. Is not gonna collapse quite as fast. If, if you yeah, have money. Yeah, people in your will hand, still give take give you something you for need, five or ten bucks. We all need something to compare price mm. to. Because like, bartering and trading, it's very unlikely that things will be even. Like I have zucchinis and my friend has beef. That's not going to be an even trade. There needs to be some sort of in-between, agreed-upon, mm -hmm. paper means of trade. Mm -hmm. So maybe just keep the cash. If there isn't, like, we were at the store and we're like, eh, I don't know, meat, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't really need anything, which no. is a very nice place we to be at. We didn't end up buying anything at the store beyond the... Basic. The beefs that we bought well, they, we did, later we bought on. The beef later on. Yeah. We didn't buy anything at the actual store, yeah. and we immediately realized the value of the cash. Mm -hmm. The reason this all comes into play is mostly our experience with that large flood. The number of people we saw who had been evacuated and they grabbed snowboards oh, or yeah. other useless, useless terrible, things, terrible but ideas. they didn't have their wallet their purse id mm -hmm. cash they didn't know where their kids were they had no clue but they grabbed one random winter coat that they paid too much for and were emotionally attached to or like our neighbor across the street who you were trying to help who ended up being saved by you if you want to go back to our emergency backpacks episode she was trying to save her husband's nhl memorabilia yeah from the basement but mm -hmm. she didn't know where her kids were no if you don't have at least a rough plan of if i'm in canadian tire i'll grab some batteries if i'm at the grocery store i'll grab some tuna if you haven't thought about this you're gonna make bad stupid embarrassing Typically. decisions Typically. yeah you have to at least have thought of it mm -hmm. look for the exits figure out what you would do the next time you go to a store be like where are my exits? Mm -hmm. You're never more than, what, 50 feet away from one? Just figure out where they are. Yeah. Nobody wants to be figuring that out when they're also trying to figure out what on earth is going on with their cell phone and their debit card. No. So, you, think, you, you gotta know. You have to have a plan. Thinking about these things ahead of time. Yeah. It just reduces bad decisions. Mm -hmm. Alright, let's move on to our next topic. Why are there two gates on our first 300 things to prep list which is for free in our store offgridprepfamily.com go to the store the first 300 things to prep it's a free download mm -hmm. why are there two gates asks everyone <laughs> because because <laughs> why not is my answer you a long driveway you want to the only thing better than stopping someone from coming up your long rural driveway is trapping the person who is coming up your r long rural driveway to figure out why they're there. Because you'd be surprised how many people come up to a very inhospitable looking rural driveway with no trespassing signs and all sorts of sketchy things going on. Why would you want two gates? Because the first gate can be on motion and it lets anyone in delivery driver neighbor you whatever mm -hmm. and then you can drive up and there's a second gate which is closed that either requires a keypad 
our little hand beepity beepity button thing. Yep. We have a camera there. Mm -hmm. You can talk to the camera. And if you choose, you can let that person in. If you do not choose and you want to find out why on earth they're actually there, <laughs> you can keep them locked in or choose to just open the gate that allows them to leave. And that is an extra layer of control and that's always to be strived for. Mm -hmm. Also, if someone has that experience once because they're a creepy somebody, they will not aim to experience that again. Yeah. That will be the last time that they come up your driveway unannounced. Mm -hmm. That is why there are two gates on our first 300 things to prep list. And I highly recommend it. Yeah. If you have the room, please do. Yeah. So the the final topic is where is the what what's the best location mm -hmm. to mount your solar panels? There's a ton of options. This is a tricky one. There's a lot of I've done a lot of study in this field. And more recently here where we are in Atlanta, Canada, there has been an explosion of solar panel installations. Oh, so many financed the grid tie. Financed grid tie. The locations. It's hard to watch. The physical locations of which are abhorrent. I have never seen such idiocy. They don't neglect. care where they are or how they're aimed. I've seen like a like picture a Cape Cod house with a, a what's that called a not a bay, but a, the roof gable, gable, mm -hmm. right? So we've got a south-facing house, where, and so they put the panels on the south-facing roof. But then I've seen this is a fairly regular thing. They put a couple of panels on each side of the gable. So you've got you mean a hip roof? No, the gable, the the thing that sticks out like the like the widow's peak, like oh, that window. The, oh, it's a gable. I see. Okay. Yeah, and they don't care what And so you've got this tiny facing. little gable, and they put two or maybe three <laughs> panels on each side of the gable. These panels are not facing the sun. No. In any way. Sometimes they coat the whole roof in them on like a 3, 4, 4 12 pitch. Oh, it's always a low pitch. That's yeah. the worst part because construction was garbage and still is. And in Atlantic Canada, those things are covered with snow from November till May. Yeah. They're not, not seeing the sun. sun. Period. And we have straight up and down panels, two different varieties of they're brand almost name at nine, panels. They're almost at 90 degrees. And we still have to scrape the snow off them. Yeah. Like, it's high humidity. <laughs> so every single person who is in our area... With grid tie systems. They don't get any sun and they don't And then they say, it. solar doesn't work. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, and they'll, and then they they'll say be solar like, doesn't work. This whole solar thing is a sham. Solar yeah. doesn't work because they've financed a quadruply overpriced system mm -hmm. that they can't afford yeah. through a power company, through a door-to-door -door sketchy salesman, and they didn't aim their panels, they didn't do their homework. No. They spent about 2 minutes thinking about it. Yeah. And now their solar they system sucks. They got excited sucks. about it. So, here's what I recommend with many many years of experience and not just experience installing these things but experience living with these things yes my best suggestion if money is no object because this is where you have to go i would do a pole mount my panels are roof mount because i'm cheap yeah that's it i got them we have a lot roof. of trees yeah 
and we have to be very selective be, about where they're going to go. I'm not going to clear another no. acre and a half just so I could do full mount solar. And you can see our you can see our roof mounted system. It's the last section on the home page of our website. It's probably on Instagram, all yeah. over the place. You you can see it, and yeah. it's out of necessity. We we cleared a whole bunch of land. Well, not that much land. Yeah. But our house is at the very north edge of that land so as to maximize the sun exposure without clearing the entire forest. But if I could pick my ideal system, it would be a single axis pole mount system with a weight balanced hand adjustment. Yeah. One of the things that some of these grid tied solar companies do is they go around and they set your panels to summer mm -hmm. or winter. Uh, really good grid tie, which I've only done once, was a fully automated solar tracker, but mm -hmm. those wear out surprisingly fast. They're really junky. We actually, we've had extras. That's what yeah. ran our gate for quite a long time. Uh, not as long as I'd <laughs> like to say. Yeah, they don't, like they're the not. the first year, maybe they're year short and lives. a half. Yeah. It was just, it's just, it's one of those fields, like early electric cars, well before Tesla, mm -hmm. there just wasn't enough investment. Mm -hmm. There wasn't enough energy going into the field. And now, yeah, it's cheaper just to get more panels. It is than to have a solar tracker. That's right. So, if I could pick, I would do a pole mount with an aluminum frame, aluminum frame. Mm -hmm. I apologize. And I would have uh, like a pin with set points and a way to balance so that I could pivot the entire array once a month. Mm -hmm. I could manually do it once a month. The tiny, tiny amount of labor it takes once a month for 30 yeah. seconds to move your panels, you don't need automation. And this is from a person who tries to sell automation. <laughs> well, I have in the past. You don't need a company to mount panels on your roof. If you can get an aluminum pole set up, like a wind-rated pole and set it up so that you, you yourself can walk out once a month and increase or decrease the angle of your solar array, that's the best way to go. Mm -hmm. Second best way, as we mentioned a few seconds ago, mount them on your roof and mount them at 90 degrees. Yeah, just do the, do the winter angle. Because snow is a killer. Yeah. It builds up. If you don't have snow, you're down in the southern U.S. That's yeah. a different thing. Yeah. Mount them at 45 degrees, 30 degrees. Figure out for your latitude. It's Figure like out for your latitude. Uh, one Google. Yep. One duck, duck, go search. Or if you want to experiment in this, you build a little cheap wood rack mm -hmm. and you mount the panels on the ground and you live with them for a year. Mm -hmm. And you figure out just what watch the ideal every single angle. solar charge controller slash inverter, the hybrid models, which I tout like vehemently, like mm -hmm. only get the hybrid models. You can see there's a readout of how much power is coming in. Pay attention. If you're off the grid, you have the time. You do. To pay attention. Because you're not paying for a lot of other things. That's right. So pay attention. Yeah. And yeah, take this advice with the grain of salt and apply it to your own situation. Mm. As always, if you have questions about setting up your DIY solar system, you are more than welcome to Instagram message us and we will help you. Mm -hmm. 
we will do our very very best do you have a quote for us today yeah men in fear and hunger destroy their stomachs in the fight to secure certain food where men hungering for love destroy everything lovable about them in the world ruled by tigers with ulcers rutted by strictured bulls scavenged by blind jackals what can it profit a man to gain the whole world and to come to his property with a gastric ulcer a blown prostrate and bifocals it's <laughs> from john steinbeck and cannery row it's one of it's That's our, favorite, of our author. favorite it's books. our favorite author yeah without question if you thought this episode was helpful if you could share it with a friend or stick it on social media we would really really appreciate it we can always tell when you guys do thank you so much for your support and you can find us on instagram off grid pet family good night everyone good night